0: Three, two, one.
1: Welcome to the kickoff edition of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to take a look at a few newsworthy things. We're going to share our Thursday night preview, Fox's Game of the Week, the Fantasy Football Start and Sit, my week one, best bets, and of course, we'll end it with the movie corner. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm excited that the
2: games, the count, actually begin tonight.
1: Man, it's it's been a long time coming. I feel like we've talked about this season for so long. I mean, obviously, we've been doing it for about two and a half, three months now, but we're finally here, and it's nice to be here so that we can discuss real football um we've got a lot of fun things planned for you guys and and there's some interesting things especially at the quarterback position that we're going to cover right off the bat with so the big news of the week obviously is the Steelers depth chart came out and Mitchell Trubisky was named the starting quarterback um Matthew Fox what were your thoughts on that
2: yeah, I think it's not a surprise to anyone um, that Trubisky is starting. I still think we'll end up seeing Kenny Pickett at some point this season. Uh, I'm not sold that the Steelers can keep Mike Tomlin's track record of never having a losing season alive. I think they'll try their best. Um, I was excited to see Mitch get a second chance, and I hope he does, uh, does well here, um, but it doesn't feel like exactly the great second chance I was hoping to see him get, Uh, but we'll see. He's played okay uh, during preseason. They start off with a really tough matchup in Cincinnati. Um, I don't think they're going to win that, uh, but hopefully he'll look good. And more importantly, hopefully he keeps Deontay Johnson a viable starting fantasy asset.
1: Yeah, for me, I wasn't much surprised by it either. Um, Trubisky got paid to be the starter, I think, at least year one. I do agree with you. Unless Trubisky comes out and rips off four five, six, seven consecutive wins, um, I think at some point we'll see Kenny Pickett in this season. Um, I- I'm with you. I, I want to see him succeed. I do. I just, deep down, I want to see him succeed. This is a second chance. I don't think he really got a fair shake in Chicago I don't know if he has the ability to be that, but he did show some flashes in Chicago that kind of made him a viable starter. Um, He does get to start over here. Mike Tomlin is kind of the guy that I think that he relies more on veterans. So it wasn't much of a shock to see him get the starting job. Kenny Pickett being number three didn't surprise me either. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't I mean, Mason Rudolph is there, which, look, I don't I don't know why he's still there either. I mean, he's not a very good. We've seen enough of him. That I don't, but at the same time, he, for some reason, he has some stranglehold on the number two position for this team. Um, but with that being said, I, I don't really feel like I really hope the Steelers come out week one and win. I, I mean, I'm um, I do. I, I would love to see Jabisky succeed in, in Pittsburgh. Um, speaking of quarterback news, we got the news that Zach Wilson is going to miss the first four games of the season. This wasn't much of a surprise to me because I feel like you're talking about your franchise quarterback that you want to make sure is healthy there's no need to rush him out there you're not going to the playoffs you didn't have a chance to play you know be a contending playoff team this year um I I think it's kind of kind of bad news though for when it comes to to Zach Wilson because you know this guy I don't know how long he's going to have to prove that he's going to be a capable you know franchise quarterback because you are in New York and and you know, they don't get many chances out there. But what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson's being out the first four weeks?
2: Yeah, it's kind of the same for me. Um, he missed a chunk of time last year. It seemed like it kind of set him back. I think it's also tough. This is an offense where we'd like to be all in uh, for fantasy purposes. I mean, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson were two of the probably top five or six picks for everyone in every rookie draft is are we going to see a really explosive uh, pass offense with elijah moore and garrett wilson and corey davis and with flacco back there i mean some people have tried to sell the revenge narrative for week one since he's playing baltimore i buy that for baker i'm not certain that i buy that for um joe flacco and i don't you know i don't know what it means for their offense i don't know what it means for the cohesion of this team this is a team that i wanted to see take a little step forward um four games isn't a ton but he obviously missed all of the back end of training camp reps he didn't really get to play in the preseason what are we going to see from zach wilson when he's finally out there there's still a lot of pressure on him uh, to take a step in year two
1: i totally agree it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out but yeah i mean i'll talk more about it later my best bets, but sorry for the narrative for the revenge narrative for joe flacco but guys It's the Baltimore Ravens, and it's not going to happen. So, We mentioned talking about Thursday night football. We have real football, and not only do we have real football, we have a good football game in store for us. We have the defending Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, taking on the Buffalo Bills in what could be an explosive game or – Could be a 10-7 to game. Who knows? It is a Thursday night game, but I'm excited to see what's in store. And, Fox, what are your initial thoughts here? When you're looking at the Bills, you're looking at this run game, you have Singletary who looks like he has a hold of that running back backfield, but he does have somebody like James Cook waiting in the wings there trying to, to carve out a role in that offense as well. So what do you kind of expect from that offense tonight?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm feeling hopeful about Singletary. I obviously ended up with him in uh, quite a few of our redraft leagues. Uh, unlike you, who just went 24 seven Titans, uh, your homeboys, your your favorite local team. Uh, it's was interesting to me when you're watching preseason um, the player rotations and where they come in. To the game that tells you a little bit about where they are in the packing order and it was singletary followed by moss followed by cook so i don't think cook's even number two is he going to get involved in the passing game and take away some opportunities for singletary there is moss actually back from the dead you know are we going to spend all day worrying about him only for him to be a healthy scratch at like five o'clock tonight Nothing would surprise me. I thought Singletary looked great at the end of last year. He looked very good in the playoffs when he was given a healthy share of snaps. He looked very good in the preseason game that I watched when he came out with the starters, too. If he's given an opportunity, I think he's got RB2 upside like he had last year.
1: Yeah the thing about it is, is is Buffalo needs to give him the opportunities right you know what i mean i think for buffalo to go deep into the playoffs this year it's going to have to rely on a decent run game that's not josh allen right you know what i mean josh allen can only do so much and they have the weapons through the passing game we know that we know what they're capable of doing through the passing game and we know what we know what's capable of josh allen through the you know through the through the air but not just that but on the ground as well but josh allen needs to have a reliable run game for this team to succeed down the stretch. And and Singletary is that option. I think that, you know, uh, you're right. Down the stretch, he looked pretty good. I was impressed with what we saw, and I think that's a, a strong possibility. But one thing to be very, 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 very excited about tonight is seeing Allen Robinson play with an actual NFL quarterback. Um, this is going to be um, crazy. You know what I mean? Matthew Stafford to Allen Robinson connection, could it be the uh, ignition that we've wanted to see from Allen Robinson for what, five seasons now, at least for the last couple out there in Chicago. Um, I'm, I'm I'm pumped because you have an offense that's very versatile. Um, You do have some question marks around the Rams run game. What's that going to look like? Will Henderson, Akers. I mean, I I still see so many people beating the Akers horse and it's like Akers looked terrible down the stretch after he came back from the injury, but maybe he's hundred percent healthy. But, but the biggest thing that we're looking at is what will Robinson look like in this offense opposite of Cup, right? You know what I mean? We know it funnels through Cup, so that should leave Robinson in that OBJ-style role that we saw down the stretch. And I'm excited because Al Robinson's a very good receiver. He's got great hands, and, and to fit into this offense should be perfectly. I think that they're going to try to get him invo- involved early and often, and I'm excited to see this. Uh, pairing what about you Fox
2: yeah same I mean for almost his entire career we've, we've waited for Alan Robinson to get paired with a, a quarterback that's not Blake Bortles or Mitch Trubisky um, you know last year I had some hopes that he'd vibe with Justin Fields but didn't feel like it was a good situation with Matt Nagy there hard to do better than Matthew Stafford who has had not one but two receivers on the all-time single season receiver list so that's the kind of Passer that he is, and what we saw in the end of the season and in the Super Bowl, I think, is a very good template. He's going to slide into that role OBJ was playing, and he was very fantasy relevant. And it did not take away from Cooper Cup. There's no Van Jefferson tonight. I think there's still questions about the running game. Probably a little bit of a split between Acres and Henderson. Tyler Higby is what he is. There is no really challenging other receiver in there that's you know adding to that pool. That's why the Rams are still interested in bringing OBJ back. They can. Two two. Atwell is not going to compete and take away targets from Allen Robinson. I think it's going to be those two guys, and it's going to be a big night tonight at home, defending the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, for me also as well. People forget that this Rams offense likes to funnel their passing game as a running game. You know what I mean? Like it's it. You know, people forget that you can do that with these two three yard passes that Cup and Robinson are capable of making five six seven eight yard gains. It's it's not. It's not unfamiliar territory. You know, Tom Brady has made a, a history of that. You know what I mean? You don't have to have a, a, a relevant run game all the time, but you know what I mean, to move the chains down the field. With that being said, Fox, who do you have tonight in the big game?
2: Well, if you listened to our show last week, you know I picked the uh, Bills to go to the Super Bowl. They're actually my pick for being Super Bowl champions, but tonight I'm picking the Rams. Since 2004, we've seen the Super Bowl champion in all but one year when they did the Packers and Bears, and we've only seen a defending Super Bowl champion lose the kickoff game twice. Once was Eli Manning and the Giants in a weird Wednesday night game against the Cowboys, and once was the Baltimore Ravens who had to open on the road against Peyton Manning in a record-setting Broncos offense. I think it's going to be a good game, but I think it favors the home team, defending Super Bowl champion. There's always a lot of energy. I think the Rams pull it out.
1: Yeah, I'm on the Rams as well. Uh, this is actually what I had down as my Super Bowl uh, preview. So, and I actually have the Bills winning the Super Bowl as well this year. So I, I, maybe it's one of those we get an early taste of what's ahead with the Rams winning and we get the revenge game in the week one game one and the last game of the season. We're going to see some. We're going to see some football. For you, I, anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, for me. I mean, my prediction. Yours is Bucks Bills, so you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, you know, we expect one. We both expect the Bills to be in the Super Bowl. So when the Bills miss the playoffs, we're sorry, guys. Like we already apologize in advance.
2: I'm I'm putting all that hate on the uh, the NFL Network because it looked like every NFL Network analyst picked the Bills into the Super Bowl, and uh, Rich Eisen actually picked Bills Bucks as well.
1: Oh, man. I want to go redo my picks now. Bills are no longer – Chiefs are going – Ravens or Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl now. But, uh, you know, with that being said, let's transition into another segment of our show. Matt. All right, Matt, what are your games of the week, my friend?
2: Yeah, so the Sunday early window game I'm going to highlight – can go anywhere else. It's Browns versus Panthers, and I know neither of these teams did we pick to be in the playoffs, but when Baker May- uh, Mayfield comes out and says he's planning to F up his former team, I believe it's going to happen. Uh, I think this might be the Super Bowl for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Matt Roll comes in on the hot seat. I think he gets a win in week one. Uh, the Sunday late afternoon, I'm going Raiders-Chargers. These two met in the Final, final game of the regular season last year with the Raiders pulling up that win, getting to the playoffs, knocking the Chargers out. I think we get a reversal in the opener here the Chargers hold serve at home and begin their path to winning the AFC West. Really interested in the Sunday night game. Uh, it's a rematch of last year's opening kickoff game. The Buccaneers and the Cowboys this time. The Buccaneers are in Dallas. You know, I, I can't quit you, Dallas. Uh, I'm waiting to see CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz go off. Uh, I'll get to probably a little bit more on that when we look at sit starts, but I think that one's going to be a good one. My upset special, the Eagles are in town to play the Lions. I have the Eagles in the playoffs. I have the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. I have Dan Campbell and the Hard Knock Hero Lions winning week one at home.
1: Well, I can already see that we're going to have one opposing conversation here later whenever we get to Ricky's best bets a little bit later in the show. But it's time to transition to another segment of the show, our fantasy football start. All right, folks, each and every week, we're going to share some guys that we're starting that are must starts and must sits. And Fox, I'm going to let you kick it off with your must starts.
2: So uh my starts this week, um dropped it off. Uh, My quarterback start, Russell Wilson. I think he is another guy who's going to go ham against a former team. I have him top five this week at quarterback. I'm playing him. I'm also in on J.K. Dobbins. I think he's been waiting all offseason to prove that he's ready to play. They're playing the Jets. I think it's going to be a good game for him. As I mentioned, I'm all in on Allen Robinson. I have him top 12 this week at wide receiver 11. I think he and Cooper Cup are both going to finish as wide receiver ones. And then Dalton Schultz. Uh, Gallup's not bad. James Washington is out. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Schultz and Lamb. I really like Schultz as a tight end play this week.
1: Yeah, Schultz is going to have a, a huge game. My starts for the week are Trey Lance. Um, I, I'm riding the pony. I like it. I would put him in your starting lineup this week. Uh, I just I just have a feeling. Antonio Gibson, who's been getting a lot of slander over the last you know month or whatever, his draft stock went downhill. I like him this week. Uh, I'm also in on Allen Robinson. He was in my must start of the week. My tight end of the week is Gerald Everett. Um, I I like him as a play this week against the Oakland – or Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I'm a huge fan of Gerald Everett. I think he's going to fit perfectly fine in this offense. Um, I think the tight end has an opportunity uh, of being premium. And Gerald Everett's actually pretty good. I think he's a pretty good tight end. I think he has a chance to surprise some folks this year. Um, I just never felt like he found his footing in – with the Rams because he's always competing for some uh, viable catches on that team. Transitioning over to the sits for me for this week. I've got three of them. Um, I've got Kyler Murray at the quarterback position. Uh, The reason I'm going here, no nuke is concerning. And I also think that the chiefs are just going to come out here and annihilate the Cardinals for, for weeks I had considered picking the Cardinals for an upset here, but the more I thought about it, the more I like Patrick Mahomes to go out here and just paint the Cardinals uh, up and down this football field, and I feel like they're going to be playing from behind this entire game. Um, for my running back, I, any Buccaneers running back, I don't want any of them. I don't. I, I want to see this offense because this offense could get. I don't know. I just have this weird feeling about the Bucks this year, and I don't like it with my Bucs shirt on and my Tom Brady here. But I hope it's not true because I really want to see the Bucks thrive. But I'm not in on any Buccaneers right now. And my sit was one of the ones that I saw on Matthew Fox's list, and I'm with you on this one. It's Gabe Davis. That's my wide receiver sit of the week. So, Fox, what are your sits, man?
2: Yeah, and you know what's interesting? I didn't realize how many home or how many week one underdogs I picked until I started picking against the spread. I actually picked the Bears over the 49ers, and I did pick the Cardinals over the Chiefs. Both those guys are uh, technically underdogs. I had a lot of choices for my underdog. Uh, yeah.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Game of the week. I just went with the one that I thought would get the biggest rise out of you. I guess Um, (laughs) my sits this week. uh, Pretty, pretty simple. I'm sitting Jalen hurts. Um, I think he'll probably still be a strong QB2. So if you're in super flex, that's fine. But I usually go by the standard of top 12. I don't. he's top 12 this week i think the lions are going to win as i said uh travis Etienne is my running back sit Uh, they said james robinson is a full go that is not great news for atn who's going to be splitting touches in our offense that we've mentioned before is not a super run heavy offense gabe davis i had him as a sit i still think he'll be fine as a flex but if you're talking about top 24 i'm not sure he gets there yet i I'm a little more cautious on him than some. The hype chain is a little out of control. And then my tight end sit is Mike Gusecki. Um, There's a question about targets, but also last year the Dolphins were 2-0 and against the Patriots. In two games combined, Mike Gesecki saw six targets catching two passes for 22 yards in two games combined. The Patriots are pretty good over the middle. They took Mike Gusecki out of it in both games last year, and that was before you factored in Tyreek Hill being heavily targeted, Waddle being out there, and whatever 27 running backs they managed to get involved, plus Cedric Wilson. So I'm out on Gesecki. I know he's still got a trendy high ADP. A lot of people think he's a locked top 10 tight end. I think there's a good chance he finishes in that top end tight end too for the year. This week, I'd have more of a mid-tier tight end, too. He did not fare well against the Patriots last year.
1: It's time to transition to my favorite segment of the week. Ricky's Bets of the Week, folks. I'm excited to bring this segment back to you because I am ready to make us some money, even though Matthew Fox hates my first bet, and he posed it. I am going with the Eagles minus three versus the Lions. I love this Eagles team this year way more than I thought that I would, and I don't understand why I'm still on the fence of understanding why I have them going all the way to the NFC title game. So, Eagles fans, if you're looking for somebody to blame if they don't make it to the title game or they don't even make the playoffs, look no further than me. But I like the Eagles week one. I think they're going to come out guns blazing with Hurts, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith. I think this is going to be... A lopsided affair. I also like the Baltimore Ravens minus seven versus the Jets. This is going to be an annihilation. I think that this this game is going to be over at halftime. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to prove consistently each and every week why they should have paid that man. And I look forward to him having that Joe Flacco-esque season that Flacco had whenever he was on a contract year and ended up getting paid because he won a Super Bowl. So with that being said, also a bonus tidbit there for you. The Ravens have covered the spread in five of their last six Uh, openers of the season. My prop bet of the week is Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes. I spoke about it earlier. Mahomes hit that number eight straight games at the end of last year. I believe he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder, especially in week one without Tyreek. Give me this and, and we're getting it at plus plus one twenty. I love this bet a lot. Uh, Fox, any thoughts on anything other than the Eagles one?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm all with you. I picked the Ravens against the spread too. I I hope Joe Flacco enjoys getting out there and getting a start. Um, I know he's still elite, but <laughs> I, I just think even with no receivers, I'm I'm in on the Ravens uh, in their running game. Uh, I think it's going to be a good week for Dobbins. I think the Jets are still kind of building as a young team.
1: Yeah, I agree with that as well. And, folks, that's it for the football portion of the show um, first off, we want to thank you guys for listening to this. We're getting ready to transition to Fox and I's other favorite portion of the show. We all, Every segment is our favorite segment here, guys. We, I just want you to know that each week you're going to hear me talk about this is my favorite segment. All the segments are my favorite segments, just period, okay? But, folks, if you have not been following along this NFL season, we're going to be cranking out articles left and right. I've got some betting articles. Fox has his weekly articles. We've got some other stuff coming, and I'm excited about it because we're live back each and every week on Thursdays. You can catch us here each and every week, and we're excited to bring the show back to See you guys live. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, make sure to check out uh, the show on Twitter, uh, FF Happy Hour Pod. And make sure to follow Matthew Fox at Nighthawk7734 and myself at Ricky Flair underscore. But with that being said, we're going to transition to the movie corner. There's actually a lot more to talk about than I kind of expected uh, this week for movies. Um, Light week at the movie theaters. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of a light week. Um, we do have the brand-new film Barbarian, which I actually – I wasn't intending on checking out, but now with all the chitter-chatter about the movie, I'm going to go probably see it tomorrow night. So I'm kind of excited now, which only means I could be let down because that's just actually what happened. Like last year, it's being touted as this year's Malignant, and I hate it Malignant. So That's good idea. So it's like, they like, this is this year's malignant. I'm like, is that a good thing? Because I hate it malignant. So, um, but this week coming out and a few things that we're going to talk about, we got Barbarian hitting theaters, Clerks uh, 3 coming out, Pinocchio on Disney+, Plus, God's Country, and then of course we're going to wrap it up with some House of the Dragon thoughts. Um, yeah, I guess
2: God's Country actually opens next Friday. I got a little excited when I saw it come up.
1: Well, then we will not talk about God's Country today. We'll talk about it next week. But uh, I saw Clerks 3. Um, I really liked it. Um, it wouldn't take much to be better than Clerks 2. Well, it's not. I mean, you're right. Clerks 2 wasn't that great, but I was a big fan of 3. I thought that they, what's crazy to me with this one was is it, it's there's stupid humor in all this franchise. It just is. But I felt like we had a little bit more emotional beats than I kind of expected. And I thought Kevin Smith's screenplay was actually pretty solid. Um, I think it's just uh, if you're a fan of this franchise, there's some fun cameos in it that you'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, There's a huge nostalgia factor that I really loved about it. So I really liked it. Um, Yeah. And then on the flip side, Pinocchio. Yeah. the live-action remake that nobody asked for. Um,
2: and aren't there two Pinocchio films coming out this year?
1: Yes. Now, this is the live-action version, and then Guillermo del Toro's bringing out one for Netflix later in the year, which I'm actually really excited about that one because Guillermo del is pretty pretty damn awesome. But uh, I – look, I didn't hate this as much as everybody else did. Like, I've seen some half-star, one-star people, okay? I didn't hate it that much. My, my expectation going into the film, one-star. Hundred percent. I was like, this is going to be terrible. Let's move on with my life. I didn't hate it, but also it's not great. Like it's just it was unneeded. I don't I didn't need to see this movie. I didn't care. Um there's some cool visuals and then other moments I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? Like this is it was a blended bag of just garbage. So um yeah. And what I else believe that
2: the creative team behind your favorite movie of all time, Forrest Gump let you down with this live
1: action shocker <laughs> shocker <laughs> well
2: so pinocchio dropped today because it's i keep forgetting it's disney plus day they randomly put it on like nobody has time for disney plus day it's the yeah. kick of the nfl pick a different day friends yeah exactly. i mean you could add last thursday would have been fine but today mm. and they don't have a whole bunch of thing unless you want another cars series i'm still trying to figure out why they have three films um I am excited about She-Hulk. I'm actually enjoying She-Hulk. I don't know Me about too. you.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I like I've, I've seen Tabitha the first four episodes. Yeah, 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 I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed the first four episodes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what I wanted to to chat about, since I know you're not going to see uh, the Rings of Power, I believe you are watching House of the
1: Dragon. I am what that the, okay. I don't watch shows weekly. Okay, do not. Uh, that's not. I don't like watching shows. The patient hit Hulu, right? And and the we're they're weirdly twenty two minute episodes, which I don't we'll talk about that some other time when I finish watching the show. But I have not watched it because I don't want to watch it weekly. I wanna binge watch it all at once. I'm waiting till the season's over, I'm gonna binge watch it then. Okay. But Can't how can you do that I mean?
2: with or else you have to throw I, your phone away?
1: Exactly. First off, spoilers, you know what I mean? Twitter, you get all social don't even get on social media because while it's happening, you're getting play by plays what's going on. But my wife and I the moment it drops on HBO Max at that eight o'clock, my time, eight o'clock, my time, we're we're pressing play. We're we, we count down the seven fifty nine, eight o'clock. You go from watching this episode, whatever trailer, to pressing play on the episode. We're in. It's we're in. We're, we're all the way in, and I am loving it. It is incredible so far. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've
2: enjoyed it. I um, thought <laughs> the first episode was a little slow as they were setting up. Uh, but it's been stronger going in. I'm fascinated. I'm not sure the show wants you to think that Damon is a villain. People keep talking about him as one it's of the great so villains hard. and I'm not sure that he's actually supposed to be a villain, which is a uh, struggle. Um, you know, I, the fight sequences have been good. There haven't been as much dragons as I thought we were going to get. Um, Probably the most deeply unsettling thing was that period in episode two where you were trying to buy into the king marrying a preteen. Uh, I was like, this feels like I'm participating in a crime by watching this.
1: Or this insinuating that Rhaenyra um, is going to have to marry the the baby. Oh,
2: my, her baby bro- half brother. I'm like, half Yeah, exactly. I'm like, damn, that's a you know, re- re- right, fans. Uh, his character is all in on the awkward, uh, hookups, you know, it's like, Oh, the King's wife just died. Go comfort him. My teenage daughter. I'm like, No, no, this, no, it's not getting father of the year. Let me tell you that. Um, what I'm waiting for though is we've known for a while that there, at some point, in this season there has to be a substantive time jump because the one that's playing reneris and alicent they have other versions rachel lee cook we already are or no olivia, olivia cook, is, yeah. is, yeah. uh, is alicent yeah at some point and there's another actress that we've seen interviewed that's renera so there must be some kind of substantial time jump that we just there's haven't hit yet. i was expecting yeah. Like, if you look at the, the credits before the season started, it listed those older versions as being in nine episodes. It's a ten-episode season. We've seen three. They haven't shown up. So I'm going to call BS on that. I guess they're just keeping us in the lurch. I'll be curious. Uh, you know, it's already been picked up for season two. Not shocking. I, I wanted to know how you felt. I was... I can't describe the excitement when we kicked episode two on and you heard the game of thrones theme and saw that that credit sequence like in the first episode i was geeking out a few times they have pieces of music which i'm a big ramen dwadi fan especially from game of thrones and actually the westworld music i know westworld's thoughts may have gone off the deep end a little bit but some of the music's still beautiful so i have a bunch of his mp3s and i will sometimes put on a playlist but they have the song i believe it's actually titled dragonstone when the dragons are flying in with daenerys in season six when she sees her her home they use cuts of that uh recut in the first episode i'm like oh yeah there's the music i know and love but episode two when it just starts with the theme and the action theme i was i wondering if they're going to do that now for every one of the series because they have a couple more series i'm excited to see snow when it comes out to see that series continue but it it, it'll be cool if they keep that theme song and just do a different action credits for each of them i loved it
1: yeah i've i've really enjoyed uh it they did a really good job of making putting us in this error the, the the feel of Game of Thrones but not Game of Thrones at the same time you know what I mean like it it, it is but it isn't type of thing and I've really kind of enjoyed it um, I'm gonna be sad when Rhaenyra we get that change in characters because Millie Alcock has been incredible in that role she's been so good I've really loved her but man that last ten minutes of Matt Smith this past week um, I love the I love the eerie um, the eerie uh, walk that both characters did that we saw from Aniris and then we saw from Damien. It was crazy because you had her come back from from killing that wild boar and she's just covered in blood and she's just walking like a badass. And then of course you have him who is walking with the, whatever those things are, dragging that that dead dead body.
2: And that's just the only thing I would say that is a little frustrating. They didn't really build up the crab feeder um, no. You don't know anything about him. You don't even really understand why, other than a couple of sequences where he appears to be semi-crucifying people out on the water, and then to have him go so quickly, I thought that was a little bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah, it was like
1: a, it was like the uh, building up for winter is coming, and then it was gone, and you know, it was built up for 17 seasons only for it to disappear really fast.
2: He and the White Walkers are pointing at each other like the Spider-Man meme.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We, we lasted longer than you guys did. We, you know, we got seven episodes of build. You got like two episodes of small conversations and then died, but I've been a big fan of the season. I I'm really excited because like, like I said, I am, this is one that I am watching weekly. Um, I'm very, very, very excited about it. Next week, before we go, I want next week, the woman King comes out very, very, very interested by that one, by all the is gonna, uh, just, I I'm, I love her, I think she's an incredible actress, and I'm excited to see what she has in store for us, The it's, Woman King.
2: It's a big week next week, cause see how they run, The Woman King and God's Country all drop, plus it's Batman Day on the 17th, and I don't know about your theater, but ours has a bunch of retro Batman films. My wife's never seen Batman Returns. I told her it's not only a Batman film, but a Christmas film, so she's all in. We're going to see it on the big screen
1: yeah uh there's some yeah because then on top of that next was it next week's the 16th right yep. we've got uh, do Revenge dropping on Netflix Goodnight mommy is dropping on prime video um, there's it's it's a big week for a lot of different movies uh, also this weekend uh, I forgot this weekend is end of the road um, which is coming out on Netflix starring Queen Latifah and Ludacris. I actually really like them can I talk can I say that out loud I don't know if I can say that out loud the, the embargo tonight uh, watch a movie. Nobody's going to see this. But, yeah, I really enjoyed the, – they're not going to see NFL week one and expect Ricky to be talking about End of the Road on Netflix. But uh, if they are, sorry. Uh, but I really – yeah, watch it. I
2: don't think you'll get in trouble for giving a positive
1: spin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I would have said, it's the worst movie I've ever seen, I'll be getting an email in a few minutes that says that. But, yeah, I uh, yeah, that also comes tom- comes out tomorrow on Netflix – um, so if you're listening tomorrow, it, it's already out, but um, it'll be out tonight at like 3 a.m. My review drops at some point tonight at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty busy week. Oh, one more thing. I also watched the making of Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I have never watched any of those um, on Disney Plus before and I actually really liked it. Um, I thought it was fun. It was well made. Um, I love Taki Watiti. I love Chris Hemsworth in this role. I still think he can't act, but I loved him in this role, but uh, and I thought it was cool to see him behind the scenes and some of the making of it. Also, they got Christian Bale to do commentary on it, which I was even more excited because I love Christian Bale. I think he's one of the best actors ever and I I loved it as well. So I think that's all I've got for what's coming out this weekend. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Do you have anything else?
2: Go NFL.
1: Yes, excited. Weekend full of NFL. We hope that you join us each and every week. Like I said, if you're listening, we're doing this live show each and every week. You can find us on Thursdays. Um, If not, obviously subscribe and listen to the podcast wherever we go. We're on our YouTube channel, so do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate it. Make sure to follow Matthew Fox at Nighthawk7734. Follow myself, Ricky Valero. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later